I Read Comics, show number 62. podcast. It's just an update to basically say I'm not dead. I'm actually recording this at work. It's the day before Christmas and here I am at work. I'm the only one here. I just had some stuff that I had to come in today to do. And this is one of those things I figured it would be easier just to check it off my list while I was trying to write proposals and send things out. So I'm not dead. The podcast is not dead. I've been really sick for the past month or so, and I feel like I'm getting sick again. In fact, even as I'm speaking, I can feel the sore throatness creeping up. I have to say, I think the reason I get these terrible throat ailments is because I had whooping cough about eight years ago. I don't know if I already told this story, but anyway, here, I'll subject you to it again. You know how when we were all kids, if you're my age, which is like over 40, um, we got inoculated against these things when we were kids. And I assumed, like everybody else, that that would last me for the rest of my life. Well, guess what? It doesn't. So about eight years ago, I was coughing and I couldn't stop and it was awful and it was the worst thing I'd ever had. And the doctor said, oh, you have whooping cough. And I said, I thought I had a vaccine against that. And he said, "Uh, you know, they wear off about after 30 years. And there's a lot of people starting to get that now. In fact, I've been reading about that in the paper, especially out here in California. The outbreaks of whooping cough have been really, really bad. So I had it. And because it went untreated for a while, I think because of all the coughing, and, and badness associated with it, it permanently damaged my tonsils and my throat. So now whenever I get a cold or a virus, it attacks my throat in the worst way. So really for the past month, I there were days when I couldn't talk at all. My throat was so swollen and painful that I literally had no voice. And then besides that, it was just coughing and being in pain and feeling really, really crappy like a big pile of poop. Um, and then by the time I got better from that, it got really busy at work and et cetera, et cetera. You don't need to hear about all the rest of that. So I hadn't, I didn't have a chance to read. I didn't have a chance to podcast, even though I had lots of stuff I wanted to talk about. So I'm hoping that 2008 will see more regular podcasting for me. I'm really going to make an effort to do that because I want to keep this going and there's so much to talk about. One of the things I did do while I was sick was uh, downloaded more off the torrents. Unfortunately, my favorite torrent site called Demonoid is down right now because of threat of legal action. So I had to go to other places. So in addition to the stuff I usually download off the torrents, like gay porn and comic books and um, audiobooks by Richard Dawkins, I ended up downloading some Monty Python stuff that um, I hadn't heard or seen before. And I just wanted to... to, um, kind of talk about one thing, which was a TV special for the BBC that John Cleese had done right before Python got started, and it's called How to Irritate People. This is one of those items that I had read about for a really long time, and people talked about how it was, you know, the Python before there was Python, and it was the one time when all of the major Python players worked together with the exception of Eric Idle, before Python really got started. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to see that again? So now I've finally seen it. And you know what? It's not funny. (laughs) 
30 years of waiting to see it, and it wasn't funny. And it had, um, in addition to really unfunny sketches, really bad stereotypes, in fact, racist and sexist stereotypes. The sexism I was kind of expecting, because it was, whatever, 1967 or 68 in England, Um, but one of them was exceptionally bad, where it's a... The premise is supposedly lessons for how to irritate people, obviously, and it goes through all the different ways that people can be irritating to each other. And, you know, granted, there are some somewhat funny things in it, and you can see how certain sketches got turned into other funny sketches in Monty Python. But in one, uh, a man and his wife are at a dinner party, and the wife is sort of goading him on to uh, tell a joke, an unfunny joke, and in the end... um, after, of course, the joke falls flat, she goes into the kitchen to get coffee, and he follows her, and then you hear this terrible noise like he's beating the crap out of her. I was thinking, oh my god, they put this on television? Then there was another sketch with Michael Palin as the main character who plays um, a really obsequious uh, Indian guy who owns an Indian restaurant who ruins the meal for the couple who come in because he's being so obsequious to them. And it's just like the worst sort of racial stereotyping of Indian people. Ooh, just awful. So um, those two things were particularly distasteful. And then the rest of it just wasn't funny. The pacing wasn't funny and the jokes really weren't that funny. So I guess I'm, I'm saying to everyone, anybody who's ever heard about this and thought, oh, wow, what am I missing? You're not missing anything. So don't bother to watch it. Um, the other thing that I did um, was to read more of Michael Palin's diary, which has been funny and really interesting and a really nice snapshot of what's happening. The one thing that strikes me about it, though, and I'm sure that this is in part due to the editing, is that his wife and children are sort of bit players. And, you know, I know from reading other things that his family has always been extremely important to him. And, you know, he's been married to the same woman forever. And as far as I know, you know, never got involved in any scandals with anybody else. But it it really struck me reading how, what a great life he had at the time when Python was at the height of their popularity, being, living in London and doing all the things that you could do being a, at that time, you know, a fairly well-known person going out and seeing plays and going to parties and drinking a bottle of wine with lunch and another one with dinner and having these great weekends. And I was like, geez, do you ever see your family? And, you know, who's doing all the work? I guess your wife's just taking care of everything for you. And probably there was a lot more of his family life and the things that he did that got cut out. But the way the book is edited, it really reads like, this is the story of Michael Palin. Oh, he has a wife and kids, and his wife took care of everything, and he did nothing. So I know that that's completely unfair to him, but I wonder if they even thought about that while they were editing things in the book. So there were those things. Um, And then... One more Christmassy thing that I just had to complain about, which was that I watched the Class of 3000 Christmas special, um, which was okay. And did I talk about this before? I can't even remember. The thing that bugged me about it is that in it, um, Santa is black, which is fine. But Santa's wife, Mrs. Claus, is a ditzy, blonde, white woman. And it just kind of struck me that, I guess, having... Being a man, no matter who you are and what race you are, having a a stacked, ditzy, blonde woman as your wife slash arm candy slash trophy um, is what everybody aspires to. Um, And that's pretty depressing. So just thought that was kind of weird. 
So anyway, um, I also really want to thank everybody who has either sent me email or sent me comics because so many people send me comics. It's just so wonderful. Or sent me things via email like pictures or funny songs or all kinds of things. I appreciate every single thing that comes and I apologize for being a bad correspondent. But really, it it's all a little too much for me sometimes. So thank you, and, and please keep sending me email because I really like to get it. And if you haven't already contributed money to the Hero Initiative, you should really do that because it's a really good fundraising thing. So I'm going to sign off for now. That's really all I wanted to say. <clears throat> 2008, we'll have more reviews. I don't know when the next podcast is going to be because, <clears throat> as you can hear, my voice is not great. And if I lose my voice, um, again, there will be no podcast until it comes back. So um, have a wonderful holiday season and all the best to all of you in 2008. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is Christmas